This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. And I mean, I think, you know, he had talked for most of his career about not wanting things to end the way that they did with Favre because he knew what that felt like as a fan. He knew, you know, he wasn't going to put Jordan Love through that. He's always from day one. I mean, we were at training camp. He's, it seemed from, you know, the, the observing eye that he had a great relationship with Jordan. He was never going to, like, not help him. He always was in his yeah. corner giving him tips. So I think kind of like this this farewell. McAfee was a farewell to me. It was him coming on the show and taking 45 minutes of uninterrupted time to thank Green Bay, to thank the yeah. fans. Yeah. And to, to acknowledge how special it was because, you know, it's like you said, it could have been scorched earth. The Favre thing felt ugly, right? Yeah. And I think Rogers knew enough to say that whatever I do, wherever I go, this cannot be ugly. So for him to thank everyone and say, look, I, I just don't want to be done playing. But I understand the business side of things. Like he said, yeah. Jordan has to play. They have to know who he is and what they have in him. And I, it made me respect him more for doing that. And it, it kind of made it sting a little more, right? Because you're like, oh, if he had been spiteful and vengeful, it's really easy to just turn that page. Yeah. But now you're just sentimental, which I appreciate. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think his, I'm glad you brought up his comments about Jordan because I think they were huge. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Like he has, he has handled this backup situation completely differently because he was on the receiving end of a much different situation has always said that he did not want to be that way. And you can believe him or not. We've seen it, right? Like we've physically been in person and seen the way that he interacts with not just love, but Kurt Banker the last few seasons, Tim Boyle, Boyle. like he loves his QB room and he has been a, a very, very like strong advocate for the two of them. We watched in training camp as he taught them the footwork drills. Like this is not like hyperbole here that he just like, oh, like he's he's a, you know, he loves Jordan Love. He just says it in front of the media. No, like we have watched him be a coach and a mentor in person. So for him to come out and say like, I love Jordan. He's going to have a great career. He's a great kid. Like it you believe it like when when he says that um i i do wonder i just i think he actually really does care about the franchise and about his legacy yeah. and i think that he must feel i wonder this is more of a question i do wonder if he feels like okay now i'm handing the reins over right this is like mm-hmm. taking it's like when the the queen steps down and they coronate a new you know like monarch it's like it's like is this that what this feels like you know because that's what green bay has been now is jordan love the next great coming of quarterbackers i I don't know but like it in green bay there is a little bit it just feels a little bit more serious the passing of the torch because it doesn't get passed that often so I do wonder if that has mattered to him or if he's taken that. I'm sure he has. If what we know about Aaron Rodgers, like I'm sure he takes that very seriously. Yeah, it's 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 tough to talk about, honestly, because, you know, I think Andy Herman said it really well on Twitter. He said something like it's like when you've read the same book and you're 99.9% sure that the next book you read is going to be worse, but you're just ready to read something new. Like you're reading the best novel of your life. And the last 30 years have been like this amazing novel that the Packers have written and they've had hall of fame quarterback play. And every season you've woken up and said like, they have a shot, you know, like it's been fun to have that anticipation every season. And 
there's no guarantee that that's going to happen. We have no idea. You know, the likelihood of that happening of, of I'm literally looking as we recorded this picture of Bart Starr, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. the likelihood that we're going to get like a Jordan love stuck up in there is very slim, but yeah. to, to be Packers fans and turn the page and not knowing what the future is like, I think there's something intriguing about but it. We're almost. still excited about it. And right, I, exactly. do think, I do think like the excitement of moving on has been aided better in the way Rogers is handling yes. the transition mm-hmm. for sure. I agree. Okay. So that happened. It was 45 <laughs> minutes. There were lots of quotes in there. One I do want to ask you about, because when I heard it, I was like, Oh, um, that he's arguably the greatest player in franchise history. Like, it's really interesting hearing someone say that about themselves because it can come off as like quite arrogant, but at the same time, like, He's right. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, bro. I mean, like, you said the quiet part out loud, I guess. Um, it, he is, right. right? He is one of. Oh, yeah. Top three. I, he, uh, it's funny that you bring that up because, you know, Mark was asking me as we were driving home, like, are you excited to talk about all this with Perry? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm always excited. And he was like, what are you going to talk about with the Rogers stuff? And I was like, I just... I need other people's perspectives on this quote, right? Because it was really polarizing. You can argue, yes, he's he has to be in your top five. Like, you know, whatever you feel about Aaron Rodgers as a person, Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, has to be in your top five list all five, like all time as far as a talent perspective. So for him to say that, I, it's hard he's to disagree wrong. with him. Yeah, like, but it's like, it's like you said, you said the quiet part out loud, dude. Like, but when you're looking at, I don't want to use the word leverage, but I think it was his way of saying like, I'm ready to pass the torch. And I don't think he was trying to put like any pressure on Jordan love, but it was like, this chapter is ending. This era is ending, but I want to make sure everybody knows as I'm off to New York, that I was one of the best to ever do it. I mean, as if anyone could forget that. Right. But I, I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers, right? Like I think I know, he wants but it his... is, I mean, it, I can see how he would be like, Look, the franchise has decided they want to, to move get rid on of the best player from ever. me. <laughs> right. And but like I get that, right? Like I do see how there are probably so many mixed emotions within this entire situation and just I mean, bittersweet is probably the only way to like accurately describe it. It's just like just remember just remember um, um I, I do want to ask you this, though, too, because, you know, he made the comment about being one of the best to ever do it. And I agree. I thought it was kind of telling the way that he talked about the front office. And he said, like, he acknowledges Packers players know that the franchise historically will move on from you a year too early as opposed to a year too late. Like, they've done it with mm-hmm. a number of players like that have gone on to have really good seasons. And, you know, I think it's fair for him to say like, he wants to be in that conversation to go prove like I can have an MVP all pro kind of season, not in green and gold. And, you know, the, the Packers own that and they'll acknowledge that that's something that they do as a franchise. But do you think that does anything or says anything about the front office? Like, do you think it affects the mindset of players like maybe Aaron Jones that have these expectations of maybe staying in green and gold and don't know if that's attainable for them or do you think it's just kind of like a case-by-case thing that we just have a lot of examples to to cherry pick 
I think these players have a better understanding of the way this business works than like fans do. I think fans get like very sentimental and I'm sure players do too, but this is like their job. You know what I mean? So I don't know if there's like too many hard feelings when it comes to stuff like this, unless you're, I mean, in a very specific situation. I, I think players have a much like deeper understanding, like, I could get cut at any time. Like, I know that this is a cutthroat business. I know that this is a results-based business. I know that this is an ageist business. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's necessarily as... I mean, Rogers has also illuminated this issue, quote-unquote issue, a lot in the last few years because he feels like players like maybe deserve a little bit more as they're aging and going out of mm-hmm. the franchise. And he hasn't necessarily agreed with the way the franchise has handled some of those players and I think this is like a great debate topic because on the one hand it's a business but it is a human business and humans have feelings um and these humans put their bodies on the line for this business so I don't know if there's like a wrong or right answer here that was well said I thanks I I don't really know where to take it from here honestly I mean like we we don't know what the compensation is going to look like. We this deal is not done, obviously. That's why we're talking no. more with our hearts, I guess, at this point than than any figuring out any uh trade compensation. But I just hope it's fair compensation. I like I wouldn't be surprised anymore if it's not a first round pick. Like agreed, I do get that, but at the same time, I'm like, man, you're not going to give a first round pick for Aaron freaking Rodgers. That's weird. Yeah, and I mean, I think the hard part, right, is just the the unknown of how long he wants to play. Rogers could yeah, say, like, course. you know, I'm going to play a year. He could say, I want to play two to three years. So, yeah, um, I mean, it's fair though, right? Like, he was saying this because he got out of the darkness retreat, and he was like, I need to start working out, and I need to see how my body feels. And like, the dude's turning forty. I get why this is like a year by year basis for him. Like Tom Brady was the same way at the end of his career. Like you never know all of a sudden, like the switch can flip and like your body just simply cannot do what it used to do anymore. That's normally when you're you're a normal human and you turn 30. I'm experiencing that right now. I'm about to turn 30. (laughs) My body's falling apart. Um, I wake up every day and things crack, but uh, no, I mean, exactly. You're right. You know, you have to kind of play it play it by ear in those situations so i guess i guess we'll see what happens but i think at the end of the day i left feeling very sentimental about the whole thing i didn't and i think you know the thing is too i don't know how fans felt about this it's hard to take anything out of like twitter is always going to be polarizing people like facebook social media whatever on every issue not just football but i i will say i left the pat mcafee show feeling sentimental bittersweet excited for Jordan Love, you know, content for Rogers, sad to see that chapter ending. Like it was, it was all of the emotions, I think excited for Rogers to get to go play somewhere. It is all the emotions. It just feels, it feels right. I think it's unfortunate that like, you know, we couldn't win another ring in the Matt LaFleur era. Like everyone felt like we could, and he couldn't ride off into the sunset into this like ideal perfect world. But this does feel this does feel like right in a way. And it's almost been easier because we've been able to like mentally prepare for the last few months for this to happen. 2400 sports is an odyssey company. 